Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Hey, thanks to Mate Internet and Mobile. Make the switch to Mate Internet and Mobile. A couple of weeks ago, I Mm. saw something posted. I wasn't following the Berlin Marathon, but I saw something posted by a truly remarkable Australian athlete. Mm. Her name is Lisa Waitman. And she's doing things in the uh, marathon world that human beings just should not be doing. Defy explanation. Well, and that's Mm. why we had to get Lisa Waitman on. Mm. Because it is it's late in 2021. It is. And, you know, 2024 is a significant period of time away. It's it's actually 22, Keith, but anyway... Yeah, but that's, I thought you were going to go with watching no, at the Olympics, but it's then I realised, no, you just messed up the date. Oh, it's just 2022. <laughs> I say like, 2024 isn't that far away. No, well, it's closer <laughs> now. It's a year closer. Yeah. But it's still a long way away. But if everything keeps going the way it's going for Lisa Waitman, mm-hmm. I suspect that she will be in the Australian team running in the marathon when we mm. get to Paris. <laughs> it's 2022. Lisa Waitman... <laughs> Has been good enough to join us. Hey, Lise, hope you're still there. Hopefully you haven't hung up on us after the nonsense you, we, you've just been forced to listen to. No, never, Andy. I'm still here. All good. God love you. Um, Berlin, uh, tell me, it was, what is it, about three or four weeks ago? When, when was the Berlin Marathon? Yeah, it was the uh, same weekend as AFL Grand Final. So I missed the Grand Final this year. I watched it uh, over breakfast with uh, husband Lachlan, it was a very strange experience. I'm usually at the grand final with the family uh, watching, but uh, we watched it on the iPad while eating breakfast over in Germany. Instead, you'd either just run or you're preparing to run uh, in, a, in yet another preparing. marathon. Preparing. Yeah, preparing. Eating a lot of uh, carbohydrates at that time. Well, I think Gazy's keen to talk to you about your dietary intake because he's <laughs> been blown away by something regarding you. 224 flat. This is eight and a half minutes faster than mm. what you ran in 2008. Now, you were 29 then. I don't think you'll mind me telling people. It's In fact, it's readily available on Wikipedia. You're 43 now and you've had a kid. Lisa, how are you doing this? <laughs> well, Lock and I talk about this often and I think that it's been a really good place in my life, uh, Andy. I have spent my whole career um, as an athlete kind of running it like a it's a hobby really because as you know we've spoken about it many times and it's uh hard to make a living as a runner in in australia so um i've been fortunate that because of that challenge i've been able to forge a career with ibm and have been working uh in a in a role at ibm for over 20 years and have built a great career after a team of 200 consultants here in australia and and across in new zealand and um, and so I'm in a really good place with my career um, and I'm sort of at a position now where I've got nothing to lose. Um, I can take risks in my training. Uh, you know, when you're a 29-year-old, I, had, I certainly had issues with injuries back then. And, and so now I'm kind of like, well, I'm going to, you know, take this 
training session to the next level because, you know, why not? I, I don't know how many years I've got left in the sport at this high level. So I want to find out just how uh, how good I can be and, and not be too concerned about all the mishaps that can happen along the way. Um, as you said, 2024 is not far away and to represent our country in five Olympics would be pretty amazing. That would be amazing, uh, Lisa, and uh, congratulations in the, the, to maintain the motivation. But I'm trying to hear this because I'm, I'm hearing I've got a job at IBM, I've just had a kid, and I'm, I, I'm in one of the toughest sports around where the volume of work you have to do is off the charts. How do you find the time? Like how many Ks a week do you have to put in to maintain this level? Yeah, so I'm running about 175 Ks a week. What? You're in a marathon training block. What did you just say? Oh, that's insane. How many Ks a week? Yeah, about 175 Ks. Oh, I think the busier I get at work, the more running I do to, uh, uh, you know, relieve the stress, right? So uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lifestyle. I must say it's a lifestyle and it's a huge commitment. But uh, I think the other part of, why I'm running so well is the training partners that I have to complete that, um, you know, that level of training. So I've got really good training group um, and Locke's riding the bike a bit more often now. He's not running as much. That's a bit soft. In terms of the high intensity <laughs> stuff. <Yep. laughs> I've given him a break. <laughs> but um, mm. it's, yeah, it's having others to, to enjoy the journey with and that sort of brings out that improvement in performance as well. How long does it take? To run 175 k's <laughs> a week, like in, in an hour's term, how long is that? Yes, it's pretty crazy. Uh, insanity is, is uh, a regular mm-hmm. kind of thought, you know, in, uh, when you're a distance athlete and, and juggling all the things that we juggle. But, yeah, look, we're running, uh, you know, a couple of hours a day usually uh, to get that volume. So it, it varies across each session and uh, varies in intensity and and. We, we do sessions that cover off 10K and half and, and marathon-type fitness um, to create the whole package of being ready to run, you know, your fastest ever. Um, I think the more uh, – the the interesting um, stat for me this year, which kind of surprised everyone, is mm. that I almost broke the national record in the 10K um, on the road yeah. in Sydney in May. I missed Granita's record by just a couple of seconds. Um, it surprised all of us, uh, including myself, that I was able to – you know, run a 31.20 on the road. But um, I think that was kind of a sign for me to really, um, you know, double down on the training and on the preparation and, and go after Berlin and, and see what I could do. That's and, awesome. and when you think you're Berlin, 2.24, 2 hours, 24 minutes, uh, if you cast your mind ahead, what, what times do you think it's going to take to, to if you were thinking of winning a medal, which I'm sure you are, but if you were to win a medal, what what's the ballpark time do you think that, that they're going to be at in, what is it, a couple of years? Mm. Yeah, look, it's it, marathon running, um, you know, it's there's a whole lot of factors in there that are going on at present. You know, there's been quite a few of the Kenyan contingent um, uh, get busted for EPO and various mm. things recently, which is sad for our sport. Um, but you know, so we can't really compare ourselves to some of those performances, which are, you know, a bit of pretty much out of my league. But um, in terms of uh, getting up on the podium, I mean, um, you know, it's going to be such a, a hot climate once again. It's going to be that same oppressive um, uh, temperature 
that you know we experience in championship races, uh, Olympic after Olympic, mm. unfortunately. So um, maybe a couple of couple of minutes um, off that time, and and you'd be right there with a the medal. I wow. think something in that two twenty two range certainly could do it. We got a bit blessed and and were given a little bit of reprieve in in the weather, and it wasn't quite as bad as the Sapporo. Then that certainly would make it a nicer experience for everyone. Mm. So. Fingers crossed we, we don't get an average, you know, a record high like we did in um, Sapporo. Lisa, when it comes to running the big championship marathons, how much is it about running the race as opposed to focusing on the clock? Yeah, for me, this was uh, a bit bit of twofold, I guess. Most of the athletes at Berlin had their own personal pacer. Uh, I didn't take a pacer with me because the flights to Berlin were astronomical. Yeah. Um, and so it was going to then add a whole lot more cost to the, the whole thing. Uh, so I ended up running for about 25K with the two Japanese runners who ran really well and, and <laughs> sort of used their group to pace myself. Yep. Uh, and that was a really, really good experience. And it gave me a bit of insight into the, the things I need to do to um, get closer to that sort of 223 to 223 range so um you know i was only uh, nine seconds off lisa on Deke's, um all-time best so um you know i really that's been sort of a goal of mine forever because she's been you know a special person in my career and someone i've looked up to for a very long time so i uh, would love to run as fast as her and and i sort of tested myself out a little bit by going out a bit quicker uh, with a japanese pack and and then just tried to see how much strength I had later in the race. So um, now I can use that for the next one. Um, so I'll, I'll be running something in maybe around February, March, hopefully of next year. And and hopefully I can, you know, sort of lift off that training and that experience at Berlin to, you know, bridge that gap. Mm. So Andy, Lisa's running approximately about 25Ks a day. Mm, well, I mean, my mouth, this is, uh, I got some help from Ryan off the uh, yeah, temper no, text machine. I mean, this is outrageous. But uh, does it, well, after a day, so you go, oh, geez, I've just banged out 25Ks. Well, not me now. I've got to get up and do it again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, how does the body, <laughs> how does the body, and then the next day, and then the next, yeah. how does the body, like, do you, do you get up and you go, oh, or is it just natural that you just conditioned yourself this way that you don't have these aches and pains as someone who has been around as long as you have? Yeah, well, I think a little bit of that process has been about, you know, longevity. The longevity has really come from me taking regular breaks, you know, and and really, so post-Olympics, I took a really big break, focused on peace and focused on some career goals and and really gave myself an opportunity to question, you know, do I want to keep going with the sport or do I want to invest my time in other way, other things? And and I think having those big breaks and those mental, um, you know, sort of questioning yourself and, and wanting to set new goals um, is really helpful. And I've done that throughout my career, which is another reason why I think I've been at it for such a long time. But I think once, you, as long as you introduce your training and introduce any form of physical activity in a controlled fashion, then you can sort of avoid those, you know, those big uh, mm. painful moments that you can get where if you just kind of go and jump straight back into everything and then just keep loading and loading. Um, so, you know, I took um, a fair, like I said, a fair chunk of time off at the end of last year and um, quite a few months. And then I got back into things with um, some friends at Melbourne University track club that I run for and, and they kind of just dragged me along and got me fitter and fitter and 
Um, and that's how I got my sort of passion back for um, sort of the faster work and then by putting that into the program and then progressively adding more distance uh, and then running Gold Coast Marathon, I I kind of just did that in a nice, calm way. Mm. So I think that the, the trick is to not rush and, and see, you know, I mean, that's not always um, possible for elite athletes to not be in a rush because yeah. we you know, tend to need to get ready for something. But for me this year, I've been able to really take my time and build off you know, week after week, and it's been a nice experience. Okay. I don't know when I'm going to, you know, not be able to walk after a session, <laughs> right. so I guess that'll come eventually. And yeah. um, right now, I'll just make the most of it while I can, right? I'm fascinated by what you do, Lisa. I could pick your brain yeah, about is, it all day. It's hard to comprehend. Uh, we'll let you go in a moment. Just, just <laughs> physiologically, can you tell us, did anything change? Did you feel like a different athlete? after you became a mum, once you, you were able to get back and start training and running again, was there a, was there a change in your, in your physical capabilities? Um, I think that I don't really, can't really pinpoint a, a moment where there was a change. I think the difference was more about um, how I structured my week and the, the different priorities that I had. Yeah. Uh, I think I've also took a bit of pressure off, which is funny to say because then, you know, once I made the Olympics for Tokyo and we had such a difficult time there, you know, in that process and being away from Pete for like nine weeks was really um, traumatic for me. So, um, you know, just because of the pandemic and the things that were put in, you know, placed in our way uh, to perform, I think that, you know, you put a lot of pressure back on yourself and that's really um, hinders your performance. So I've tried really hard since having you know, Pete, and then and now again post Olympics to really work on, you know, the mental aspect and and really kind of relaxing through it all, and 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 that's really helped my performance. I think that mental aspect has been a lot better than what it was when I was more a younger athlete. Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, you know, trying to find my way. Whereas now, I I really do feel like I've got nothing to lose in the sport. I can, you know, I'm happy to take risks, and you know, I've got. It's, a, it's going to be an amazing team to be part of at the next Olympics with the depth and the, the women coming through, the, you know, from the, um, you know, the 25-year-olds popping through and trying their, putting their um, performances on the board in, in the marathon as well. And it's really exciting and it sort of lifts us all up uh, to want to run better and, and also to want to show each other that, that anything's possible. So I think that um, it's certain, certainly been another aspect that's... Um, that's helped, but I wouldn't really necessarily pinpoint having peace as being the reason for the performance. Sure. It's been yeah. quite a few different things that have um, that have really kind of upped my motivation and and um, you know given me that opportunity to try new things in training. Well, you, you're uh, you're weighing in at 44 kilos, so it's. Um it's 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 not, not a lot of chance to develop too much fat when you're doing that sort of well, running. The, is it like you're going to burn? You're going to burn a bit of that off. But that's what I was going to say. Is, yeah. is, do you have to be super conscious about what you eat? And and I say that in the, in the reverse of what most people are doing, and that is just really watching what you eat. But I'd imagine that you probably have to almost force feed yourself sometimes. Do you? Certainly, when I had Pete, I did. I had to stop breastfeeding him after ten. 10 months because mum and dad said, you, you know, and Lorke said, you can't possibly do this and run because I just couldn't eat enough to support him and run. So, um, you know, that was something I had to watch and, and 
you know, make the choice on uh, quite early. But the nutrition aspect for me, I'm really lucky because I've got Dick Telford that's been looking after yeah. me forever and, you know, he's an amazing sports physiologist. So I, I'm really lucky there that I don't have to think too much about it and I've got some great, um, you know, knowledge there to draw on. And I guess the other piece is that, um, I've been the same weight since I was 15, right. you know, I so I right. haven't really shot up at any time. And so, you know, when you're running and you're doing your training, um, I find that my body just kind of adapts to, you know, when I slow down and have a break, I tend not to be as hungry. And then when I uh, ramp things up, I tend, you know, the appetite comes with that. So uh, I think that's a great part about, you know, health and fitness. I mean, I know the marathons are a little bit extreme, but... Um, you know, with health and fitness, you know, you're trying to get that balance between, um, you know, energy consumed and, and energy used. It's certainly easier when you have introduced some form of exercise into your weekly routine. You're a superstar. I can't My believe word. you're running the times you're running, uh, given all of the miles that you've um, put your body through mm. to this point. But it sounds like the best might be yet to come, Lisa. So if that's the case, there's a lot to look forward to um, from an Australian sports fan perspective. Keep up the good work. Uh, thanks for joining us for a chat. You're always really generous with your time. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.